The bliss of the abyss, it's here now. Welcome back, by the way. You Hello. look lovely. Thank you. Still naked. I'm not naked. <laughs> I was talking about... Um, I don't know. I think that like with cats and dogs, their currency's in the ass. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bliss of the Abyss. My name is Robin Mark Jones. I'm your host for this podcast because I created it. I write all the words. I speak them out of my face. How are you doing? It is Saturday, 11.25 on the 2nd of July, 2022. I'm back from Glastonbury. That's why there's been a bit of a delay in the new episode coming out. I am back. Glastonbury was good. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Glastonbury was good. Who was the best? Mm. Glastonbury was the best. Anybody who asks you, which band killed it? Hmm? Who smashed it? Who crushed it? Glastonbury crushed it. That is all I have to say. Um, We did... We did, of course, see Paul McCartney and various other big bands and some small bands as well. Um... Probably my favourite moment <laughs> was at the Sincere Shun stage. We might have had a little bit of lysergic, potentially. Um, and we found these hammocks and we could just about see through the distance the smallest stage and it had sensation written on the top. And there was this older dude stood on there wearing kind of military fatigues. And he had a mic. He was just yelling at what looked like was a bunch of children. And I don't remember much of what he said, but it was a lot of yelling. One one thing that I do remember was him going, 60 pounds, 60 fucking pounds. Don't know what it was about, but it was pretty good. Caitlin and I were in fits of giggles because we came up with a whole theory that he was actually the other Evis brother, Gary Evis, written out of the will. So Michael got the whole farm. Michael owns all the cows, all the land. He puts on the festival, of course, with his daughter Emily. But but Gary, and to my son Gary, I leave the sensation stage. Do with it what you will. Um, although that's not his accent, is it? He's from Somerset. To my son Gary, I leave. To my son Michael, I leave Pilton Farm. At 300 head of cows. The milking facilities. And my undying love. And to my other son... <laughs> Sorry, my other son, Gary. I leave the sensation stage. What is that, father? Ye shall find out. <laughs> Just suddenly a pirate. <laughs> Ye shall find out. So <laughs> Excuse me. COVID. Still got COVID. Um, still, got, still got COVID. Still got COVID. Um... Yeah, so the sensation stage was a sensation across the nation. Paul McCartney was mind-bogglingly good. The man is 80 and he did almost two and a half hours. And we were surrounded by scousers, which is just what you want for your Beatles sing-alongs. It's live and let die. Um, what else can I tell you about? Uh, Glastonbury was obviously Glastonbury. If you haven't gone, go! If you've gone before, go again! You will anyway. Um, unless you had a bad time this time we were punters last time we worked it and even when we worked it we had fun <clears throat> but <clears throat> better 
bear to be free. Free as a bird. Uh, should I give some recommendations? Nah, you don't care about my recommendations, do you? Idols were good. <clears throat> there was a band called, I think they were called Sporting Club. <laughs> which is, you know, not the greatest name for a band, but they were amazing. Um, oh, what were they called? There was It was called like Eagle something or other on the uh, BBC introducing stage. Look them up. <laughs> COVID, so COVID. <clears throat> but then obviously since then, uh, that was a few days ago. So I've been back in the real world, man. I just finished recording an audio book and I've just found out, <coughs> I've still got COVID, that there is a thing called a punt gun. Now I'll post, I'll post an image of this. The punt gun, used for hunting ducks. A single shot could kill 50 or more ducks at once. And there's two guys. Obviously, you need two guys. The barrel is looks like 12 foot long. It's resting on someone's shoulder. I have to say, I'd rather be uh, I'd rather be trigger man than shoulder boy. Um, <clears throat> they're both wearing duck hunting hats. Let's go hunting. Never been hunting. Never been fishing either. And quite frankly, Caitlin, yes, that's right, I will name her. When she grew up, her dad owned a boat. And they went fishing all the time. So she knows how to fish. Has she taken me? <clears throat> Has she fuck? Ah, still got COVID. So, <clears throat> summer's officially here. It's wedding season. I'm going to so many weddings. I already had one myself. Did you know that? That was before I started this podcast. I once was a married man. Wait, I'm still married. 2019, August 17th. Straight off the top of the dome. No, I'm not looking at notes. I know it off the top of my head. Thank you very much. And uh, a lot of people have said it was the best wedding they've ever been to, including me. Now, since then, I have been to a number of other weddings. Have they been as good? No. Is that just because my favourite one was mine? I'm not going to be able to convince you otherwise. You know, you're going to believe that. You already do believe that. No one changes their mind on anything anyway in any situation ever. So, I, I am nevertheless going to stick to my position which is my wedding was the best now why have other people's weddings not been as good as my wedding number one shut up okay yes i am gonna say because it was mine no, only joking number one because it was mine number two though <clears throat> last one i went to uh the wine tasted like piss i'm not sure it was all it wasn't even i mean the wine was bad but it wasn't even the wine that was bad it was the prosecco oh gosh that was so such hard times you like that? First world problems. Listen, what am I going to talk about apart from my problems? You want me to talk about successes? The Prosecco was flat. Okay, it is what it is. There was a woman next to us at the uh, ceremony who was, you know, one of those people who just a tank. She was huge and <clears throat> already stank of booze. And she, <laughs> we don't know her, but she turned to us. She was like, this tastes like piss, doesn't it? And yes, that was a Welsh accent. Thank you very much. And uh, we spoke to a few other people who said that as well. But, you know, I'm not going to name any names and I'm not going to give any more specifics just in case I give myself away here. Um, but because because it was a bit pissy, that means the wedding wasn't as good as mine. 
And uh, I'm not going to go through a whole list of weddings because the, the more I do that, <laughs> the more likely it is that someone listening is like, hang on a second. But I will say this, Terence, if you ever hear this, yes, I was drunk for your speech. But no, people did not boo. Maybe you did. Just because I handed that laminated photo of you to your grand grandmother. Now, maybe you, maybe you booed. But I, no one else booed. And I did not gate crash. It was carefully planned out between me and Jammies. And that is my official and last final will and testament on the matter. Thank you very much. Still got COVID. I've got long cough COVID. Is that a thing? Long COVID symptoms. Now, everyone's always talking about, obviously, the brain fog. Yes, the poor brain fog. I know. Probably sucks. Probably sucks. But long cough COVID is worse. You know, I'm just always going to have a cough. COVID, long-term effects, your COVID recovery. How was Omicron? What is long COVID? What can I expect? Long COVID cough. Three minutes, 55. Should we do it? That seems like an awful long time for a video. Long COVID. Long COVID. Cough. Coughing is the body's way of protecting the lungs and getting rid of things that irritate them. <laughs> this is a normal and important function. <coughs> Good. Why is it taking you so long? Types of cough. Infections can leave you with a dry cough because your lungs have been irritated. Okay. This should slowly disappear during the course of your recovery. But what if it doesn't? It's not clear how long after coronavirus, COVID-19, you may have a cough. And it can be frustrating at times. It is. Yep. This video is good. It gives you time to reply for some reason. A dry cough is one of the most common coronavirus symptoms. But some people may have a cough with phlegm, thick mucus. I got both, baby. <clears throat> it can be difficult to control your cough, but there are a few ways to help. <clears throat> ways to help a dry cough. Come on, help me out, buddy. I'm struggling. Do. Do. Keep yourself Ugh. well hydrated by drinking small amounts often throughout the day. Everyone already does that. Soothe your throat by drinking a warm drink, such as honey and lemon. I already do that all the time. All the time. Take small sips of liquid if you feel yourself starting to cough. Suck a sugary sweet if you feel yourself starting to cough. Now I do that, but I don't have a sugary sweet, do I? That's bad. Try swallowing repeatedly if you have a cough <clears throat> and don't have a drink near you. Swallowing repeatedly? This fucking advice is... Try not to sniff. Right. You know what? Try not to sniff... Try sucking on a sugary sweet. This is the NHS. They're going to be giving me health advice. This is terrible. I I have been using Streffen. Honey and lemon flavor. Fluobiprofen. Which is sugar free, thank you very much. Okay. Simply has sucralose. Or some other terrible shit that you shouldn't put in your body. What are you meant to do, eh? Can't have one while I'm doing the podcast, can I? 
So it's Coffee McCofferson for now. Ways to help a dry cloth. Cloth? See, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. Still coughing after COVID. Sensory neuropath. I don't think we can watch any more COVID cough videos, can we? But that's Dr. Robert W. Bastian, for those who are interested. A bastion of good health advice. Um, so what else is going on? What else is happening in the world? I'll tell you one thing um, that is going on with me is, uh, is I uh, learned some wild news today or yesterday. Um, Pedophile comedian jailed for almost five years. Comedian Eamon Goodfellow, who paid to watch children be abused online, has been jailed for four years and nine months. Uh, absolutely horrific. And I, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I gigged with him. I had, I, I hosted him as an MC. I also went to his night that he hosted as an MC. I shared a stage with him multiple times and uh <clears throat> suffice to say i did not <laughs> pick up any clues that that is what he was doing but it's always kind of uh, a shocking thing when you see someone's face and name in the press in connection with something dark and twisted and you just think oh yeah i haven't seen that person for a while i just assumed they were just living a normal life like the rest of us, but apparently no, he's busy doing the most heinous things possible. So yeah, five years, four years, nine months. Um, and the 10 year sexual harm prevention order and remain on the sex offenders register for life. Now this is the thing where if for some, I mean, so horrible, so horrible, so I'm gonna pivot slightly away from it, but you know how, some crimes in the sentencing they like ban you from the internet or something for years so uh the, the example i'm thinking of is there's a documentary series currently on netflix called like they need the uh the um promotion actually they do need the promotion their share price is tanked hasn't it so they do need it um but what's it called it's called something like uh the dark corners of the internet. It's not though, but um, um yes, we can totally change the future of reversing row. I don't think I'm ready for that yet. You know, but I mean, how the fuck did Netflix jump on that so quickly? We've already got a hour forty long minute documentary on reversing row. Jesus Christ. What a step backwards for the world. Anyway, what I was talking about is this documentary series called Web of Make-Believe, Death, Lies, and the Internet. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Um, and one of the episodes is about swatting. Um, and swatting is, if you don't know, this practice where you're an online gamer and you call in a very serious threat to someone else's address that the law law agencies are required by law to take seriously and they send in a SWAT team to this unsuspecting person's house um, and 
Yeah, usually, usually nothing bad happens. I mean, apart from this person getting traumatized by you know just being sat there playing Call of Duty and talking shit, to suddenly having the door kicked in and fifteen men and women in assault gear with rifles point at him and yell at him or her. Yep. Uh, apart from that, not many people, it seems, are actually seriously wounded. But <laughs> still got COVID. There was this case of this person who died, uh, who was uh, shot by the police. And uh, the police actually didn't face any charges for it. I'll let you draw your own conclusions about that. Um, But the people who who arranged the swatting, you know, who doxxed him and uh, who chatted mad shit about him and, you know, egged... There was, like, three of them who kind of egged each other on to do this thing. They got jail time, largely... Um, and one of them was also banned from online gaming for two years following release. This is a long way of coming back to my point, but you see, I did have a point in chatting this. Uh, and I just think, how is that enforceable? Is that enforceable in any way? And if you're caught, like, how are you caught? But let's say your let's say your parole officer comes around your house. Is that how it works? It isn't though, is it? You go to an office and you go, "Hi, it's me. I'm on parole." I'm not looking to go back into prison anytime soon, so here I am. Yo, they don't come, right? I don't know. Maybe they do in some cases. Imagine that, though. You like being caught by your mum gaming up when you're not meant to be, when you're sort of 14 or something. Your parole officer. I'm very disappointed in you. Give me that Xbox. No, but I've just got to get to a save point. The amount of times I use that excuse. I, I've got to save. I've just got to save. And to be fair, why do they have those games where you had to go to a save point? Just let me save whenever, okay? It doesn't matter. You know, you, you know the, the point they make is like, yeah, but then people will save like all the time and then they'll get to replay really hard. Just let them do it. Just let them fucking do it. It's okay. Who cares? They bought the game. They can do with it what they want. Don't be ridiculous. It's fine. If I buy Monopoly and I decide I want to play chess with the pieces, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. My Monopoly. You sold it to me. Okay? But they used to have save points. Now now games, I mean, I've got, what, what is it? The PS4 downstairs. And whenever I pick it up, you just, you know, you press the middle button and it just starts you back where you were. It's like, carry on. <laughs> it's like, perfect. That's That's why I picked it up. I wanted to play some video games. Video games, computer games. I don't know anymore. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's quite cool watching this documentary series. This the swatting thing is interesting. Uh, death by SWAT. There's this one about the Seth Rich conspiracy theory, if you know anything about that. it's uh, I'm not a Nazi. That one's good. Um, this woman gets involved with this guy who, and then it kind of spirals down into the old right, alt right, and before she knows it, she's at a book burning, um, and all the authors are Jewish, <clears throat> and she's like, "Hold on, I might have gone into the deep end here. Whoopsie! I don't know if I like this." Uh, then there was sextortion, which is as fucking horrific as it sounds. You know, virtual blackmail and sexual material. And then, then this is the one that I haven't watched, which is the last... Uh, it's two-part. The Stingray. Yeah. From counterfeit beanie babies to very real tax fraud, two skilled hackers revisit the cyber crimes 
that landed them in the sights of law enforcement. And then part two, the FBA. FBA? <laughs> the FBI escalates its pursuit of an elusive hacker. Um, yeah. It'll probably be good. And then it's more like this. You know, this is the thing with Netflix. The more like this thing kind of depresses me. It's like, more like this. And it's an endless list of things. And and it's the same. Um, it just feels like an overwhelming amount of content, he says, as he adds 20 minutes of unnecessary audio into the world. Thanks for listening, by the way. If you enjoy The Bliss of the Abyss, why not go to patreon.com slash theblissoftheabyss and for £2.50 or more a month, you can help me. Me. <laughs> what was I saying? But the endless the endless content, the more like this, or what I hate even more than the more like this, and I hate the more like this, is if you finish watching a show. Let's say it was a mini-series. Great, I love mini-series, by the way. One thing you should know about me, I love a limited series. Ooh, six-parter, eight-parter, 45 minutes each. Perfect. I'm in. Strapping. Got lots of uh, lots of recommendations for you. Don't know you're just dying to hear, but you won't. You won't hear them because I'm going to move on. But what I really hate, you finish watching the series, episode six, you're like... Ah, oh, wow, I've gone on this whole journey. La da 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 da. And then um, it auto plays like some next show or a trailer for some next show. And you're like, well, I didn't finish basking in the afterglow. <laughs> and related to that is always the, the, the endless sort of let's keep making more of the same thing like Tiger King or Making a Murderer, right? It's like, season two! It's like, but you, you literally told the whole story. What, what is season two? There's, does, there's nothing left. It's like, remember remember Joe Exotic? Remember Brendan Dassey? Yeah! That, that thing you watch? More of that, more of that, more of that, more of that. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's mindless. And I think after a while you sort of get sick of it, don't you? You're like, I don't want to watch a fucking six-parter about John Wayne Gacy, okay? I don't want to. And you can't make me. Um, tell you one thing you do see at Glastonbury is uh, some really questionable tattoos. <laughs> and I couldn't get a massage for love nor money because I'm throwing my shoulder out. Ah, still got COVID. Still got COVID. Um, um you also see you see the best of humanity. It, I cannot emphasize this enough. You know what? I would say watch the, um, the documentary, Glastonbury, the movie, or the more recent one as well, 50 Years in the Making. But I would say don't watch it until you've been. Just go, 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 go. You, now, listening, go buy tickets. Although they do sell out in half an hour, <laughs> all 200,000 of them. Nevertheless, go. Um, it's so good like everything everything makes sense in Glastonbury everything the madness makes sense what like for example the final night we were there after Pet Shop Boys was it? West End Girls um, which Caitlin had not um, heard of before after that we went to see this band um, Elvana, who, uh, it was just a late night show, the dude was dressed like Elvis, he had a, I don't know, eight piece band, and they played Elvis songs and Nirvana songs, sometimes, they mixed the two, 
um it was it was incredible and everyone in the crowd loved it right okay caitlin hello welcome in <laughs> hello <laughs> this is not what i was expecting to see so you're you're, you're wearing a beautiful dress yeah. and you are holding a uh, a needle and thread <laughs> sewing myself into a dress i don't know how you why you, you didn't think me? to ask me well because you were busy doing this yeah that's true well, I don't think people are going to really notice how badly I did it. No, 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 no. But wait until you see the work I do. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to blow you away. I tell you what, what I was I just do? I was just telling the uh, podcast <laughs> about Elvana. Oh my God, they why, were so good. Why don't you tell them about Elvana? I'll um, at first, like when we saw Elvana in the uh, list, because what happens is when you go to Glastonbury, you just look at everything and you try to absorb every act that's there. We kind of laughed. Just be careful when you sew into me because it is going to go into my side. Um, yeah, and um, they were fucking great. Like, they were so good. And we were just jumping up and it down. It was incredible. It was like a mix of Elvis and Nirvana, um, but mainly Nirvana. And it was really, really fab. And I really wish that you guys could see how I look right now because I'm wearing a very <laughs> fancy dress. <laughs> and so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing this T-shirt. This this made it to Glastonbury. Yes, you had me. Uh, hello, James, Dame Judy Bench. <laughs> you know. Which is uh, so so basically, Caitlin. I, I can see you've got distracted by uh, the the dress again. Now what has to happen is I have to tie off the end of both of these parts. Are you going to part, do this for me? Take, and this part yeah. um, to, to finish the set. Unless you want more stitches, but the more stitches you get, the more it will the more show. It will show. I just wanted it because yeah. I, I, I don't even have to do this side now because... West End Girls. <laughs> but like, well, there's a mirror right there. What do you think? I think that no one's going to notice no, that no I one's did a notice. botch job. <laughs> <laughs> now that final stitch I put is, uh, you know, really mwah, cherry on the top. But, can um, I leave the rest for you? You can leave the rest for me. Okay. I, I just if you leave it like it is. Yeah. If you're able to take it off, take yeah. a, if you're able to take off the dress. Excuse me. All you have to do is this is a family shoulder show. by shoulder, <laughs> and then down it goes, and then I will fix it after okay. the podcast. I am busy right <laughs> A naked now. woman on no! the podcast. No. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we go. Uh, that was the little little five minute guest spot there. See if she comes back or not. Who knows? Anyway, that was Elvana. That's the story of Elvana, and uh, an example of why um, Glastonbury is amazing. Sounds ridiculous. Was ridiculous. Um, and then, of course, obviously, like the the massive bands, the huge stage shows, the mwah, food the people that you randomly meet and become best friends with for life and actually no rain beautiful sun and actually getting in and out pretty easy the coach so really mm, although we bought these tickets back in 2019 and then we had a pandemic so technically this was the 52nd anniversary but they still called it the 50th anniversary so even though we had to wait all those years and go through a pandemic and the dog outside is barking i'll kill you freddy it was worth it can you hear that i wonder if the mic picks that up now the thing is right this fucking little shit freddy he's he just i can see from my window into their um, backyard and 
he does just he just tilts his head up at the sky and goes at nothing at nothing there needn't be anything there's not a pigeon there's not a cloud there's not a raindrop there's not a cat there's nothing and he's barking at it just the world just having a little go at the world in his shitty little high pitch what, what, what is that communicating what is that communicating right we, I think we all think of barks as some form of communication. There's actually, oh my God, there's this fascinating video. I wonder if I can find it, um, of owners um, recognizing uh, their dog's bark. So the uh, the scientists, the scientists, you know, those, those guys, uh, the scientists found that um, you know, dogs don't don't only have one type of bark. Dogs have many types of barks. And come in, Caitlin, still naked. Jesus. No, I am not. <laughs> I have a special delivery for you. This is your new segment on the podcast. Oh. Sewing Hour with Robert. The the things on the. Screen. Robert Sewing Hour Corner. <laughs> you don't have to do that now. Obviously. I shall fold it and get to it in a minute. Because it might be something that we wear to an upcoming wedding, and by we, it's Rob. Um, I was talking about... Welcome back, by the way. You look lovely. Thank you. Still naked. I'm not naked. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about... um, Well, Freddie started barking, right? Yeah, I heard. And I explained to the uh, uh, listeners um, that sometimes I can see him. You know, if I stand (laughs) here, I can actually see him. And he's not there now. But, But he will literally bark at nothing. No. He literally will bark at not a thing. He just tilts his little shitty head off and goes. He's literally the example of like one of those little dogs who's just so angry at everyone. But what is everyone just the universe in this case? Because yeah, he, he just tilts his head at the he, sky like, and he literally they can't have anyone knock on the door. He hates us. He <laughs> hates them. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't hate seem them. to hate the uh, the baby. No. Well, then they they wouldn't keep him. If oh uh, well, so maybe we should. What was that? That was a saw. Um, <laughs> like, my parents had to get rid of a dog because the dog bit me. Um, was it your dog? It wasn't, like, my dog, but it was our dog. As in, yeah, yeah the family's yeah. dog. What was he called? Um, that's a good question. What was she called? Um, <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> no, she was... Um, why am I blanking? She was, like, huge, though. She was, like, half mastiff. Oh. Half. Uh, why did you have such a big dog? Because they had How old were you? I was, like... I don't know. Was it bigger so, than you? It was a puppy at first, and then she started getting aggressive, and then yeah. she had to go. And I'm I'm really sorry to that dog because I forget what we named her. But um, yeah. So how long did she stick around? Basically, she just kind of like bit my foot and bit into my shoe. So she missed me, but like put a hole in my shoe. And my Ooh. dad was like, "We can't keep her." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's a good decision. So like, I, okay. I, yeah. But like, she got adopted to like yeah. more older family right who could deal with with an aggressive dog (laughs) she was like half mastiff half even even if it was half labrador but it was like no it was two very big dogs Mm. and one of them was very aggressive and Mm. she ended up being very aggressive yeah i'll have to ask my dad he'll remember what her name was um okay um but anyway the reason i was uh, talking about freddie's barking is because you know, it never stops. Well, because it never stops. And it made me think. I, I remember watching this video. I don't know if I can find it now. But they, they had this thing where... Because, you know, d- barking is meant to be communication. Yeah. Right? It's a dog's form of communication. And these scientists studied the these barking dogs in different scenarios. And found that the type of bark was different. 
Right. So it was communicating a different kind of thing. Like, for example, one type of bark is a play bark, right? Sure. It's like having the fun. Oh, right, right, right. And one is like a danger alert. Right. Right. But they were able to, I can't remember what all seven were, but they were able to isolate seven different types. And what they would do, it was really amazing. They record these dogs and then they'd go to their owners. Yeah. And they would just play them the audio of the different type of barks. And after each bark, they'd be like, what is your dog saying? And the owners would get it 100%, all of them. Yeah, he all wants this, he wants a treat, he yeah. telling me to back off. Yeah, this one, he wants to be let in, you know, she's playing, whatever, they, they like knew. That's cool. It's cool, right? I mean, but that makes me think of like the cats. Cats only meow to humans. Yeah. And when they're kittens. And they meow, they do have a range of different meanings for what they mean Our as well. Our cat talks back to us, I swear to God. <laughs> like she'll, Sometimes in a rude way. Sometimes in a rude way, she'll huff. <laughs> And she'll be at the door, and we'll be like, okay, you can't go out anymore, okay, because you're a little black cat, and it's getting dark out, right? And she'll be like, meow. <laughs> <laughs> like, but why not? Like, Yeah. And then I'll be like, no. And she's like, meow. Yeah. And like, we'll yeah. walk away. Well, screw you, then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She does that. Yeah. The other one, she'll be like, you'll, like, pet her, and then she's kind of telling you to stop. She'll go, meow. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it with cats walking away where they really stick their ass up in the They're air? like, check me out. Yeah. <laughs> Very much there. Well, you know what? Fine. I don't know. I think that, like, with cats and dogs, their currency's in the ass. <laughs> okay. That's how they I'm, st- I'm going to clip that. <laughs> Let's go to the beginning. <laughs> now, so my point is, with Freddy, what is Freddy. he... Freddy. What is he right. communicating? He um, is saying, back off, the world is too big and I am too small. Mm. I think. Because he's you one of those what? little dogs. Not bad. Yeah. And um, and I think that when they first got him, they I don't think they've like since we've known them, they haven't had an animal. They haven't and socialized him. Yeah. So and he's like, kind they of maybe afraid. Maybe babied him. Yeah. Because okay. he was really sweet when we first met him, like when he was a tiny, tiny little teen. <laughs> for like a week. Yeah, for a week. I was like, oh my god, Rob, these are like one of my favorite animals. Like I loved, I loved the mini Dachshunds. Like oh my god, maybe we'll get one, Rob. And now oh my god, I'd rather kill myself. Um, yeah, it really turned you off the whole thing. I was like, no. You were obsessed for a while, by the way. You'd always be showing me pictures on Instagram, showing me yeah, videos. Yeah, I was getting there. I was like, if we ever get a dog, Rob, we might consider this one because it's basically the same size as Stevie so she can handle it. But actually now, Stevie would... would No, Stevie wouldn't ruin that dog. Stevie, no. Stevie, the best thing about Fred Day, Fred is Day. That Stevie doesn't go over to the fence anymore. Neither Stevie kids climbing over the fence, climbing over to Steve and Judy's. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't go anymore. But I think she could take Freddie in a fight. Uh... No, she can't. She can't <laughs> take anything in a fight. Literally, like, if you want to pick her up because you need to take her to the vet or just because, she will, like, be very vocal about it, but there will be no claws. You know what? Another type of vocal thing that she does what? is if ever there's a cat in our another cat in our garden causing trouble and we have to get rid of it yeah she'll come up behind you and be like yeah, yeah stay yeah. out yeah she, but she'll be sure she's behind you as yeah. the person sc- scuttling the other cat out yeah that's when she'll act tough <laughs> we have another neighborhood cat who's actually named tc but we call him socks her yeah <laughs> we thought it was a her for ages is he we named very much a he. I saw him spraying that tree the other <laughs> yeah, day. Like what you learn about cat behavior, like, oh yeah, you are a male cat. But yeah. um, anyway, Socks 
came to visit yesterday and ended up staying for hours, but we didn't realize that he just fell asleep on one of our beds. Um, <laughs> but at one point I was giving, getting out treats and socks is like very people happy. Yeah. 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 And very vocal. And I was like, do you want a treat? And he was like, meow. But it sounded like, yes. <laughs> and like the way he was responding yeah. was very much like, I don't know, very uh, oh people centric. You it. just reminded me, I'm going to share this in the show notes. But there's this video that I found on Instagram that I sent to you. Can we watch it now? Of the dogs watching TV. Oh, my God, Expe- yeah. Can you explain to people? Wait, we'll watch it. And, and, they're uh, husky dogs, I We'll think. talk about it. I think they're huskies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're not huskies, they're, like, um, half husky or a similar breed to husky. Is this this is us? I thought I sent it to you. You did send it to me. Did I send it via Facebook? Oh, yeah, you sent it via Facebook. Hold on, let me just pause this. Okay, so I found it. Here we go. Love Set the scene. sensation. Love, love sensation. I already told the story about the sensation stage. My favourite stage of all of Glastonbury. 60 fucking pounds. 60 fucking pounds. And then we were like in this hammock like, wow, man. <laughs> yeah, I told that story already. What was your favourite? Other than that, what was your favourite bit of Glastonbury? No, no, that's it. That, that's <laughs> the sensation stage. Um, love I will say, sensation. Wait, did you tell the story about the little girl? No, I didn't. Yeah, why don't okay. you tell the story so, about the little girl? Hilariously, at Glastonbury, it makes sense, doesn't it? Like, people bought tickets in 2019, then a world pandemic hit. Yeah. And I was, like, noting to Rob, I was like, have you noticed? Like, everybody has an under one-year-old. Like, there are babies up the wazoo. And I was like, Everywhere. that's because people didn't expect to have pandemic babies. And we even met a couple that yeah. were like... Uh, we had a pandemic baby too and we left the baby at home right and our friends had a pandemic baby as well yep um anyway so usually it's there's always families coming to Glastonbury but this year it was like watch out my baby's coming through and we're watching Remember, TLC yeah that couple with the big baby carrier oh they're just God. like coming through it's like no we're a huge crowd and of people watching they are like proper little bubbas like they were yeah. zero to one years old yeah. or zero to two yeah um and they you know there's like those ear things, the headphones. Yeah, there were lots of those, the protectors. There's the little protectors, the babies are like, Aah! I was like, wow, you're cooler than me. You cool right out the womb. 65. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you usually expect kids, but at this time there were just so many. And yeah. there was this, like, half pipe there's a skate park a big, a big slide yeah no but behind that is a little skate rail oh yeah there's the, there's a skate and park and the way that the slide looks looks like the like a professional ramp yeah like so a very tall it. half pipe yeah and, like and a tony the, hawk type of ramp yeah type and thing. and it was kids sliding down so it was there a, they made it a slide rather they, than something for the skateboard but they they had to wear these like boiler suits boiler suit <laughs> onesies so it was really funny watching them and the way that they said is like for most of them because there was like a pull-up bar or press-up bar whatever you call it yeah um and piece of scaffold really yeah but but they like a lot of times the boys would hang from it Mm -hmm. and then drop yeah um anyway this this little girl she had to be about like eight maybe younger maybe younger seven eight something like that she was like ready to do it and then she was sitting there and she was like oh no (laughs) oh no and we're all kind of watching and there's like a big crowd (laughs) it was a popular thing so i guess we were trying to cheer her on because then people start noticing and then people start stopping and we're like no and then she just couldn't do it right yeah she she chickens out chickens out and then two more boys go and a girl goes yeah her friend yeah so she's watching them and she's like okay do this right because yeah. the, the her girlfriend kind of went really fast yeah yeah, yeah. Like, boom i'm in <laughs> um so of course she's like well i can do that yeah. anyway so she's sitting there again 
And, and the crowd wants her Now to the crowd wants, because we've been watching, and now a lot of people are stopping. Yeah. And she's sitting there, and she's like, I don't think you I can do it. You can tell. I don't think I can do it. And then all of us are like, come on, you can yeah, do it. And then someone it. got the bright idea to go, four, three, three two, one. And she did it. She did it. <laughs> and we all cheered. And this look on her face as she got to the top and sat up was kind of like, it wasn't pure joy. No, it was It was a way more joy? complicated emotion than that. But she was happy, and people were like, giving her lots of attention and love. So she she yeah. obviously felt that as well. So that was a lovely moment. I wish I had it's that on camera, moment. but I... Okay. One thing about Glastonbury is that they got to stop that partnership with EE. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the uh, corporate sponsor. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's yeah, the, Caitlin. It's, not only Punk is it the corporate, corporate sponsor, but it, like, wiped out any <laughs> self-respect service. Not for me. I have 5G. 5G I didn't. And 5G. I was looking at, like, the the forums and stuff and people were like it went back to the stone age meet by the fifth tree yeah meet by exactly <laughs> well it was either that or queue in what looked like a two hour long queue to, to get charge a, your battery and whatnot screw it was that crazy um another highlight was the worthy farm toasty truck mm, mm, so like mm. literally they give you these this like magazine or this book of <sighs> all the acts that you could expect Memories. to see and things about Glastonbury and in between they have stuff about worthy farm and whatnot and they had just like one a one pager talking about how they were selling the cheddar in the co-op mm -hmm. worthy farm cheddar and on that page in a paragraph Small. in one sentence being like and we're selling toasties in the big field yeah and at the at the to at the back of the big field yeah and we were which just it sounds like that's the main field it's not the main field it's just a camping area on one edge it's of the behind the pyramids yeah, yeah. so or it would be in front? Uh, no, it's behind. No, it's behind. Yeah, it's behind. Because some some of the camps you could see the actual pyramid. Yeah, exactly. But it's, so you it's, know, that. it's way over anyway, there. Anyway, um, we were there and there was always a queue and stuff. But like at first we couldn't find it, and then we asked some like stewards, and like one of them was like, "I know where it is because yeah. it's so good, and there's gonna be a queue." And blah 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 blah. And but it was tiny. It was tiny, and actually it wasn't like no, the, the not reason, the toasty. The the truck. The was reason tiny. why they don't advertise it that way is because it already has a bit of hype. Yeah. And if they were to advertise it everywhere and it was only one truck, it, it just would wouldn't. Just, but yeah. like, it's also not the Eva's family style. No. They were like, it's you can find it. Yeah, you want the toasty? Come get the toasty. Oh my God, that was one of my favorite toasties The slice of bread was so big. It was one of those, like, it was almost like a slice and a half yeah. width. By the way, and it was... The cheese. Ah, and the, the fillings. Mm, I'm also, hungry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, literally, the entire time we come being, like, seeing, like, stalls that were selling milk and... Um, Toasty stalls and mac and cheese stalls, and I was like, "Is it a worthy farm one? Is it a worthy farm one?" No, nope. no, nope. nope. I'm not interested. I was like, "I will buy a two-gallon thing of milk if it's the worthy farm one." But until then, and then we, you know, we we got our steps in to get it. We took the long way round. What was it? One hundred thirty thousand. Yes. Over the, the course of, the of Glastonbury. Thursday to Monday, we went yep. one hundred thirty thousand steps each, not collectively. Nope. Each. Amazing. And still managed to lose no weight after doing. <laughs> Extensive dancing. I wonder standing. if the cheese toasties have anything to do with that. <laughs> we only had one. So October, three months time. Oh, yeah, October we're gonna get those tickets. <laughs> get those tickets. Apparently, there's already a rumor because Mel C opened her mouth about <laughs> the Spice Girls doing the Legend slot. Now I said I said I don't know about that because the Legend slot usually has to be um, an older performer. You know, like. Who was it? Who was it last year? Was it Lionel Richie? I think not. I not last year, Lost Festival, whatever. Because yeah, this year it was Diana Ross. And this year's Diana Ross, and she's like seventy-eight. 
Earth, Wind and Fire Ancient. Oh, that, Kylie, oh, no, wait, Kylie no, okay. If Kylie's played it, then then Spice Girls could play it for sure. So, uh, just go down Johnny Cash. Kylie was 2019. Which yeah. Johnny Cash. I mean, he was late. Uh, okay, hold on. Keep scrolling. So there's Kylie Minogue, Barry Gibb, Mr. Gibb. Mr. Gibb, will you play any songs oh, for yeah, us, we, Mr. We Gibb? We saw that one. We saw that because he was. We didn't see that, but we, didn't we were see there. It. We were there. Um. Okay. Yeah, Lionel Richie. Dolly Parton. Dolly would have been Dolly. awesome. Kenny Rogers. Paul Simon. I mean, please. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. Ray oh, he Davis, finally, wait, wait, wait. Kinks. He finally got the kinks. We saw this documentary where, like, before Michael Evis started even thinking about a festival, he would play Lola through like a gutter drain to his cows and he was like I swear to god that's how they would behave they would just like expect the music and it was the best sound system yeah. still, he's like it's still the best speaker and sound system of glass yeah it's so funny so yeah he got him yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe maybe the Spice Girls will play it. Maybe the Spice Girls will play it. Last thoughts on Glastonbury, Caitlin, so um, we don't bore everyone too much who wasn't there. Oh my God. Jealous. I can't believe it. Get yourself a ticket or just go home. I don't know. Not bad. Not too bad. Yeah, everyone should go. You go. Everyone should go. go. Except don't take my ticket. <laughs> Let's read the Noel Gallagher quote to to. Uh, oh, the one that I said to you. Yeah, to to end end this section. Okay. There are literally hundreds of festivals in the world, and I should know because I've played most, if not all of them. The funny thing is, though, there's really only one festival in the world, in the truest sense of the word, anyway. Glastonbury is more important than Christmas. Glastonbury is more fun than New Year. Glastonbury can be brutal. Glastonbury can be magical. The weather? Who gives a shit about the weather? No one I know. The music? Who gives a shit about the music? No one I know. Who's headlining? Who cares? No one I know. It's not about hippies or liberals or peace or love or politics. Although all the above do try to hijack it from time to time. Glastonbury is whatever you want it to be. Glastonbury will change your life. And if it doesn't, then I suggest you get a fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Noel Gallagher. And it's he's right. Yeah. He is right. So, now, this is a long time coming, but... We are going to watch this video now of these dogs. So it says, if it wasn't for the surveillance cameras, I can't believe it. There are two dogs They're on huskies, the sofa. Like They're huskies. Uh, look at that one. One of them is like lounging on its behind. Like it's and the other. Up. The other's kind of tucked in. And, and the one that's lounging is doing the cinema move. You know, the... I mean, they look really comfy. I mean, Rob's just done that to me now as well. It's like, <laughs> <Of course>. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, have to, I have to take advantage of that move if I can. They look like they're watching a great movie together. They look like humans, really. <laughs> they look like us. They look like us. They look like how I'd like to be. Slightly less hairy. Um, so so the dogs are slightly less hairy. <laughs> <laughs> so... The dog just turned off the TV. They're knocking things over. He brought his food bowl out. He's opening the door. He opened the door. These dogs like open the door. These dogs are geniuses. So they hear they hear a noise at the door. They, and they go, uh oh, better, better get up. So they get up. He t he gets the remote. He presses the off button the TV one of them gets the bowl and then they let the owner in they open the door it's like and he says thank you the owner says thank you so I think I'm gonna 
post this. Even if they were just like taught to do this, it's mental. It's brilliant. Yeah. Do you think they were taught? Yeah, definitely. They didn't just work it out. No, I don't think they just worked it out. Okay, <laughs> we can work it out. Life is very short. Um, yes. Okay. Well, look, we're almost at the end here. We've done forty-seven minutes. Um, we have to wow, prepare wizards. for a barbecue today. I d- I don't know why I said yes to this. I'm the one who suggested it. It's gonna be chill. Okay, but like, did did you tell them about our week? Because our week was Glastonbury, right? We saw every sunrise, um, and barely slept. And I found out that I sleep better on the ground than on a mat. <laughs> You're so gangster these days. <laughs> and then, and then. We get home, and I was like, oh, yeah, I also got us the gig to LCD Sound System. Yeah. So we went to another gig the next day. And then the next day we had radio, which is the extension of this podcast. And we met a celebrity at the gig. No, no. Yes, we did. Well, we did, but moving on. Yes. Um, and, yeah. When LCD were amazing. LCD, always amazing. They were great. It, we loved going. It was just like... We weren't even when exhausted, you to, When you, you know. go to a festival, though, and then go to a gig after that, you, your festival just keeps going. Yeah. And then... I felt like I was like, wow, I have to keep going with this festival. And I like had my own party on the couch and then we fell asleep and woke up and it was seven in the morning. And I was like, I have work at eight. Um, so <laughs> then we had that. radio that night. Then we night. had radio the next night. Yep. Thursday, we watched the Glastonbury documentary. Yes, we stayed in. And then also and boogies. Because <laughs> it was too much and run. And then last night, we finally did nothing. And then, yeah. but then our friends were like, are you still up for tomorrow? And we're like, tomorrow? And you're like, what do you mean, tomorrow? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, but, you know, uh, Monday is American Independence Day, which yep, I love yep. to remind all of my British friends and make them celebrate <laughs> America leaving God save our gracious queen. Sweet land of liberty. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to celebrate freedom from freedom those fucking Brits today. Freedom. Yeah, no, I, who am I trying to get my British passport? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So we we're celebrating two days early and I got to tell my team, I was like, you know, if I was in America, we'd have Monday off. Yeah. <laughs> you should insist on it. They, Oh no, they're so nice that they'd probably be like, yes, it's your right to celebrate. <laughs> I would never do that. Um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so we're going to go buy supplies, have a, have a nice barbecue. Looks like the weather's going to hold up. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. You're welcome. Now fix my dress. <laughs> I shall now fix her dress. As you can tell, we don't have a toxic relationship at all. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Bliss of the Abyss. I love you. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Adios. Thanks for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed it, please give us five stars and consider becoming a subscriber and maybe even supporting us on Patreon. Really, really, really helps me continue making this show. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed it, then you can fuck off. Many, many thanks to Nils Hennessteer for the amazing music and to Dave Fox for the cool artwork. Please keep coming back every week for more Bliss of the Abyss.
Message one. 